the original community. This is the front page on Radio Free 102.3 KJLH. Hi, I'm glad that so many of you turned out today. We're here to discuss um, a brutal act that occurred on April 3rd at about 7 p.m. here in the city of Inglewood, and that was the senseless murder of Fred Martin. And first and foremost, Fred Martin was a loving father, college graduate, employee of Kaiser, a homeowner, and he died a hero, protecting his son from individuals that walked up and fired into him in his garage as he was doing the things a homeowner would do, cleaning up an oil stain with materials he'd just come home from with Home Depot. And so first, uh, we're going to call up Lieutenant James Madia and Sergeant Scott Collins from the Inglewood Police Department that are going to give you some background on the crime. And then we're going to hear more about Fred Martin and the kind of man that he was from his family. And we want this press conference to put everyone on notice that this act will not go unchallenged that the persons responsible for this cowardly act of murder should come forward and turn yourselves in because we will find you and we will prosecute you. Lieutenant Madia. Good afternoon, I'm Lieutenant James Madia with Inglewood Police Department. Uh, first of all, I'd like to extend uh, on behalf of the men and women of the Inglewood Police Department our condolences uh, to the family this uh, senseless and tragic act has had a profound impact on many people in the community, uh, not the least of which are our own personnel who have been involved in the investigation. Um, we have mustered a significant amount of resources to try to bring these folks to justice. And I would like to uh, bring up to the microphone right now um, our homicide sergeant, Scott Collins, and he's going to talk a little bit about the investigation and what we know about the crime so far. Again, good afternoon. My name is Sergeant Scott Collins. I am the sergeant over the Inglewood Police Homicide Section. Again, us as investigators here, we'd like to offer our condolences to all the families involved in this, the Martin family, the Hickman family, for this terrible tragedy, and let them know that we're going to do our best and working very hard to solve this case. Um, as it's been stated, on Tuesday, April 3rd, at about 7 in the evening, uh, the victims were in and around the garage area in the 3200 block of 109th Street. Our officers received a call of uh, three shooting victims in that, at that location. Um, as reports have it, uh, armed gunmen opened fire on the victims that were in and around the garage. Um, all three were struck. Um, Mr. Martin was struck in his upper body area. His son had a minor injury, and Mr. Hickman also received a minor injury. Um, Mr. Martin succumbed to his injury at the hospital afterwards. Um, at this point, we don't have any suspect information or any motive to this crime. We're looking for anyone to come forward and provide us with information to help us and assist us in solving this terrible tragedy and to give this family answer, both of these families answers in this crime. So we're hoping that anyone that has information can call the Inglewood Police Homicide uh, phone line, information line, which is 310-412-5246.
And we also have an anonymous hotline, which is 888-412-7463. Please uh, give us any information that you can help us with this crime. We're looking forward to, and um, we won't answer any questions at this time. The investigation is ongoing, and um, any any help we can get, we're looking for. Oh, Thank you. There, there is, to answer your question, and we'll take questions after the press conference, but we don't have anything to suggest that this was gang-related because we don't have sufficient information about the suspects. We know that there's nothing in Mr. Martin's background or associations that would suggest that he would be the target of any type of gang-related activity. We also want, don't want to, people to limit themselves into believing the suspects were African-American because we don't have anything to suggest that the suspects were African-American. And so we want to put that out, but we'll take questions afterwards. Um, next, I'd like to bring up um, Mishari Pratt's, um, Fred's sister, and I also want to acknowledge that uh, Councilman Frank, Ralph Franklin, who is the councilman for the 4th District, is here as well. Uh, Mishari? Could you spell your first and last name for us? Yes, it's uh, M-I-C-H-A-R-R-I, -R -R -I, last name P-R-A-T-T-S. Uh, and like Mayor Butts just said, Fred was my brother. But I would like to take the time to say that um, he was he was more than that. He was my brother, but he was also my friend. And uh, more importantly, he was a father and a husband and a son, and above all else, a hero. With, without his ultimate sacrifice, my nephew would, would not be here today. And uh, I would like to say that, you know, if what had happened on 109th Street had occurred in, in a war, my brother would be, receiving a, would be receiving a Congressional Medal of Honor. So, you know, the next best thing that we can offer him is justice for this unspeakable crime. And uh, I would like to say that, you know, my family is going through one of the toughest times that any, any family could go through. And uh, I, I appreciate you all coming out here and making sure that this stays in the public eye because without that, we, we wouldn't be able to try to get justice to be served. And um, I appreciate all the love and support we've received from the mayor and the police department and all of our family and friends. And uh, you know, what Fred did was the ultimate thing that any person or father could do and we need to honor him in his memory. And um, you know, uh, I loved my brother with all of my heart and there's nothing more than I want right now than to catch the people who did this and cause this much pain for me and my family. Good. Good. Next I'm going to bring up uh, Michael Pratt's Mashari's father. He's the uh, individual that's put up the first of what we will hope will be a series of reward offerings for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the person that did this to this father and to this family. Mr. Pratt. Uh, Michael Pratt, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, 
P-R-A-T-T-S, and um, thank you, Mayor, for coming. Um, when we found out that uh, this young man was murdered and the way in which he died, I spoke with my wife and we decided to offer $10,000 for any information leading to the arrest and conviction of the individuals who perpetrated this senseless crime. I've known Fred since he was a young child. He's a hero and he died protecting his eight-year-old son. He put his body in between his son and these senseless gunmen. Thank you. Next, we're going to have a, an old friend of mine come to the microphone, and a lot of you have known her from her time here at uh, KGLH, Jai Person Lynn, uh, a best friend of uh, Eileen, Fred's mother. Oh, oh, I'm, ooh, I'm sorry, Jai. I see you as his mother, Jai's the son. Uh, good afternoon. My name is Attorney Jai A. Person Lynn. That's J. A-A-Y-E, last name Person Lynn, P-E-R-S-O-N hyphen L-Y-N-N. -N. Uh, though I am an attorney, I am here today uh, not as the family's attorney. I'm here today as Fred Martin's friend. We went to Westchester High School together, lived in the same neighborhood, rode to school together, played football together, and in our grown years, we've remained friends uh, throughout the process. I first found out about this tragedy uh, through social media, and once that happened, the Westchester High School family, which we're graduates of, Texas Southern family, his Kaiser family, uh, they were buzzing. What can we do? What can we do? Well, Fred is a hero, and what he died doing was protecting his children, so his, his son. So what we wanted to do was do what Fred would do and give something to uh, their children, give something from uh, us as his friends to let his children know what he meant to us. So we have set up a WePay account. Uh, it's www.wepay.com front slash donations and you can search MAC, M-A-C. Uh, we call it the Mac Martin Kids Fund because uh, Fred was affectionately known as Freddie Mac because his name was Fred and he was so cool. Uh, so we just, wanted, we just wanted you all to know that, please. This is what we can do right now is protect the children and, and give something to his children. Um, and even, our goal is $25,000 currently. Uh, the, the campaign will run until August 31st. And we just want you to know whatever you give is greatly appreciated. And whatever we give to the children is a small token because Fred had a million dollar smile and a billion dollar heart. So we know $25,000 won't be enough, but it will be something. So anybody can donate. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Right. So now we'll um, take any questions that you might have. Mayor, we're, we're, 
Yes. Well, if he if he wanted to, he would have. If he'd wanted to, sir, he would have spoken. He doesn't really want to speak right now. I, I'm I'm just telling you, he doesn't want to. Um, yes. I do. I I, I know um, Eileen, Fred's mother, very well. We worked out for quite some time at the gym together. She's a neighbor of mine. Um, she's good friends with my wife. I mean, it's an outstanding family. And uh, this has put a hole in their heart that'll never be filled. And um, we were pro proud of the fact that, you know, homicide has been dropping in our city. We didn't have a murder until the month of April, which was unprecedented. Uh, but for it, this brings it home that every murder is a tragedy for some family somewhere. And as long as these guys are on the loose, what does that say about general safety in the city? It doesn't say anything different than it does about the hundreds of murders that occurs in this county every year. It says that violence is an unfortunate fact of life in this country. The access to firearms is too ubiquitous and uh, it means that a bad thing happened in a city where we've had relatively little violence this year. Do you think they could strike again? We don't, we don't know the causation, so if you, you ask that question, I'd be speaking in the blind. I don't know who the suspects are and what their motivations were. Do you still believe they were on foot, and if so, is there any security cameras in the neighborhood that you were able to pull from during the investigation? We, we don't want to talk about any specifics related to the investigation. We know that they came up on foot. We don't know if they came in a vehicle. What should the public look out for? Well, we don't have a concrete suspect description at this time. Right, but you're asking for the public's help. We're at, well, first of all, when someone commits an act like this, someone that, someone that they know is aware that the people did it. And so if you come into that information, then you call the police and let us know because things like this don't happen where the suspects stay quiet. Someone knows what happened. Some family members are told us that the uh, suspects are apparently Hispanic, and they believe that, and this is just what's been said, that they believe this could have been a hate crime. And there is we, we don't have any information to indicate that it's a hate crime at this time. Okay, what about whether sir, Hispanic? Sir, sir, okay. We, we've had some information, they could have been light-skinned, they could have been white, they could have been Hispanic. Uh, that's all the information that we have. You know, just as former law enforcement, obviously you look at this case and you say, well, somehow they were targeted. And public safety is an issue. People live in this community who are saying, wait a second, I could be doing the same thing, cleaning up in my garage and somebody walks out. What can you tell them without a portrait of suspect description? But, mm -hmm. And then we're told that there was no gain to me in terms of the involvement of the victims. Mm -hmm. um, can you confirm that also for the other gentleman that is not willing to speak, which we understand? But Here's what I will tell you that um, uh, as, as it pertains to the victim, we have no reason to believe that there was any gang targeting of him. We don't know that the suspects were gang related or not, but what we, but what we have to surmise is that for some reason these individuals came to that location and did something that was senseless, tragic, and deadly. And there could have been a case of mistaken identity, there could have been, they could have been at the wrong location doing what they did and so that's the best that we can do we can't tell you what to look out for because we don't know their motivations right now does the city plan to put up a reward as well we have a process we um, collaborate with the police department and if the investigators feel that this is the type of case that where a monetary reward would assist in bringing people forward then they'll forward a staff report to the 
city manager and he'll bring it before the city council and we would authorize a reward at that time. But it's a process that we go to because we don't offer reward in every case. So at this point they haven't asked for one? Not at, not at this point. This happened last Tuesday. Mayor, what can you tell us about Fred? I mean, you obviously knew him. Did you know him for about Here's what I knew. No, I, did, I knew him. Uh, I met him over the last two years and here's what I'll tell him by knowing his mother that he was a wonderful son, you know, she owns rental property and Fred did everything to help her maintain those properties. Uh, he was a big support to the family. She is a, a, a caring, loving person and her, her words to me is that without Fred, I don't know. Let's just say that, that he was a good son, great father, and uh, he was a hero. The whole family's hurting. Mary, you're hurting. You're about to find man. I mean, the emotions. Look, stuff like this happens, but this one gets close to home for you. And is that where that emotion is coming It is. It, it, it. It's okay. Look, um, I've been in public safety for 40 years. Worked for, been in charge of three police departments. And so, this is not unusual circumstance for me, but you know, to feel the uh, the pain of a family like this, so cl close and personal, it is, it is very tough. And it this is nothing compared to what they live with every moment, every day when they wake up. And and that's why I'm hoping that people that see this broadcast will empathize with this family and make sure that others don't suffer the same thing because these people are senseless killers.